Hello, world, and welcome to the Philanise Nash Experience Podcast, an audio series of lighthearted and sometimes third eye opening conversations on entrepreneurship, leadership, and relationships from the African American perspective. I am your host, Philanise Nash. Welcome. And today, we're going to discuss how to turn your online social media presence into another stream of income or revenue for you. Our guest this episode is a social media strategist who transformed his love of food and travel into an online business as a food critic and brand ambassador to inspire people to explore the world and bring exposure to small businesses and restaurants in his, ho- in his hometown of Richmond, Virginia. His blog is called Tall Travel Eats, and we'll get into the title in just a sec. But let's dive into his story. Let's give a warm Philanise Nash Experience podcast welcome to Dominic Brown. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So how you doing today? I'm doing great. How you doing? Awesome. We're doing well. We're, we're doing great. No complaints. No complaints. Um, but we top every show off by asking our guests about COVID. We're still dealing with this issue. We're almost... Uh, a year. We're 18 months into this pandemic. Um, we've had ups and downs with our cases. And so we just want to know from our guests, how are you and the family doing and how did COVID impact your business during this last year and a half? Um, my family, they doing pretty good. We was fortunate to make it through the pandemic. It was tough because it was a lot of unknown and a lot of nervousness. But, you know, we, for the most part, just tried to stay home until more information got out. During COVID, for me, it was tough for my business because travel is part of my business. So I had a lot of travel set up for the year in the U.S. and overseas and cruise. So when the pandemic hit, I had to cancel all my travel for the entire year because it was just too much unknown. So I canceled my travel and had to go back kind of to the drawing board with my brand. Well, we'll dive into that and how you pivoted during COVID to keep Tall Travel Eats alive during yes. this, this time of transition. But let's dive into your background. I mentioned in the intro that you're a social media strategist, which I'm sure helped with building your brand online and building this blog surrounding your love of food and travel. But just take us back a little bit. Who is Dom Brown and how did you get into social media strategy? And then how did you turn this into a business? Well, I'm I'm a kid that grew up in Richmond, Virginia. I like sports. So after high school, I was fortunate enough to go on and play junior college basketball. When I started junior college basketball, my first stop was in Sonora, California, which is way far from my hometown of Richmond, Virginia, like 2,800 miles. So when I got to Sonora, California to play junior college basketball, I was just amazed by how different it was from Richmond. The food was different, the culture, the weather, it was a whole different experience. So I thought to myself, a lot of people in Richmond will never get that experience. So I'm going to show them what my life is to inspire them to maybe see something they like, food, different foods, places, and maybe that inspire them to see something outside of Richmond. So I started just jotting all that down in a notebook. In my second season, I went to another junior college in North Platte, Nebraska, which is a small town. Again, that was a lot different than California. A lot different than Virginia. So I charted everything down again on paper because I just wanted people to see how different it is outside of their community. 
So that's what got Charles Travis. He started this, my experiences as a junior college basketball player. So a lot of times when people are beginning a business, they kind of freelance a little bit before they make it official. You know what I mean? Like you, you actually file with the secretary of state and all that good stuff. Take us a little bit through your journey. How did you transform what you noted down in your notebooks to get back to your friends and family back home in Richmond? And was that online? Did you start with social media back then? And then how did you grow your brand? I started writing on different platforms, like food review platforms early on, but I noticed a lot of my friends and family, they wasn't really on them platforms officially. They would go on and see it, but they weren't officially members. So I knew all my friends and family was on social media. So I started on Instagram because I knew that's where everybody was at or at Facebook. So I started originally on there because I knew that's where a lot of my friends and family would go to look at these videos, food. So I took my business plan of just starting putting it on there and hopefully they'll see the things I was doing through social media that way. Were there any particular platforms that you began using in those early stages? I started off with Instagram and Facebook. And but the thing about that, it was just kind of tough because the market was kind of oversaturated at that time, which is getting like it's just getting more people, more people. So I had to figure out ways to break through that niche, which was I say one of the top tough parts of being like a bit starting online social media is breaking through to get your pictures saying that's the tough part, is breaking through that. So the pandemic actually was kind of good for that because I was home so much. I learned ways and worked on ways to get my brand more out there. Mm-hmm. I mentioned also in the intro that you're a social media strategist. And when we spoke previously, you talked about the fact that you have a background in that. Tell us a little bit about how you became a social media strategist. Well, I, um, I went to um, the VCU School of Business and I majored in marketing. So one of my favorite classes was internet marketing. And I took kind of what I learned from classes and my own experiences and just started to build out my own brand based off that. So that helped me kind of get in that lane as far as getting all my information out there, what I needed to do. So I feel like a combination of school and my experience really helped me with that. So how did you then turn your love of food and travel into a stream of income. First, I think it's important. First, that wasn't my goal. My goal was just to build the brand out. So once I built the brand out and people started noticing more, noticing more, that's when I looked at to monetizing my brand. So I think first you have to, some people just want to come in right away and monetize and that's plausible. But I think for me, the advice I give first is have a vision, build a brand out, and then look to monetize it. So now, as I built my brand out, I started getting opportunities to work with other brands. I started, I created my own merch. I just started to find other ways of income on the brand, but I had to build it out first. So now I work with other brands on collab and partnership and affiliate marketing. That's a big way to monetize your brand. Because with affiliate marketing, you promote the brand, but you get a percentage of the sales. So that's a huge, that's a huge source of income for me. So for example, when we spoke previously, what would that look like to you? Like someone from a restaurant, are you being asked to go to restaurants and try different food or someone wants to talk about 
a brand of coffee or something? Like, how does that look for you? Like, so you would take like a brand, it could be coffee, it could be a hotel company, restaurants. They'll come to you and say, if you promote my product, whatever it is, it could be a hotel chain, a coffee brand. We would give you a percentage of the sale if you promote it on your platform. So if you are a person that like marketing, it's good. You may not get a half percentage of the sale, but if you work hard, it can be a, a good income for you. So the way it look at on my end, it got to be a brand, something I believe in. I don't just do any brand. So if it's like a coffee brand, I like, I set up the, um, the collab with them. We agree on a certain percentage and I get paid off the percentage of what I, the sale that I bring to that brand or hotel chain or whatever it is. So let me circle back around to, and you mentioned this before, I built the brand. I built my brand. It sounds simple, but I'm sure it takes a lot of dedication and consistency to do that. What does the building a brand look like? Is that just many, many posts on the blog? Is it to a targeted audience? Was your target audience just Richmond, Virginia? How did that come to be? It's a lot of work. It's, it's, it's tough. It takes a lot of work behind the scenes. At first, I was trying to target like a huge audience, like more or less global, because I was traveling all over the United States, overseas. But then I went and I thought about it. The best thing to do first is start with a niche and get known in your niche first before you try to go global. And I was kind of doing it backwards. But what I found is once I became got my brand known more or less in a niche, like in the Richmond area, that's when more opportunities came outside of Richmond globally. So I think working on that niche first and then expanding is huge for if you're looking to build a brand. And if anyone's not familiar with Richmond, Virginia, what's the cuisine like there? Southern, soul food Southern. That's the cuisine in Richmond. Like we don't have like a, popular staple dish in my opinion like Nashville you got hot chicken LA you got tacos I think we just got a a great variety of soul southern dishes in Richmond and do you get tired of eating <laughs> eating food um I kind of try to balance it out because I get so many opportunities to eat food so I try I don't get tired of it but it'd be a lot so I have to kind of balance it out like sharing food so i'm not eating like a lot of calories and different things and that way i try to i work out a lot i play basketball obviously i work out a lot so yeah i don't get tired of it but you have to do it in moderation because <laughs> you see some of these other hosts that are you know on netflix and they're doing yeah. these and, and, and the food is so decadent <laughs> and you know what i mean it's like yeah and southern food in, in and of itself you got gravies and bread and all that stuff so the title of your blog is called tall travel eat so you talked about the fact that you play basketball where did that all fit into the name tall travel eats well the way i got the name is i was writing on different platforms so I, this before i started um tall travel eats actually so I became real popular right on the platform. So I was in, in New York City because my um, little brother, he played Division One ball. So they had a, a tournament in, in New York. So I was sitting there and my um, fiance, she tapped me on the shoulder and said, there's some people over across the arena staring at you. So I told her, like, they probably just see I'm tall, just think I'm a basketball player or something. So I kept on watching the game because I'm engaged in the game. She tapped me like, no, these people are really staring at you. So during halftime, they made their way over to me. 
and was like, um, are you Don Brown? Because I had my face on the platform right now. I'm like, yeah, that's me. It was like, we noticed you because of your height. Um, it's an honor to meet you. We follow all your reviews and every place you recommend to eat, hotel to stay at. We just, we love it. And they shook my hand. And that's kind of how I started, got the name Saul Travel East because they noticed me because of my height. And obviously I like to travel in the East. So that's how the name came about. Nice. Nice. So isn't it interesting how just little quirky incidences can help you develop your brand, right? Yeah. If it wasn't for that that encounter, I don't know if I would have started it, but that encounter kind of got the ball rolling. And that happened in like 2015. So in 2017, that's when I got the, the ball all the way rolling with the brand. So tell us what cities have you visited stateside and abroad? I've been to like 37 states. So I've been to a lot of cities and a lot of that me traveling, like when I was in Nebraska, we played in like Kansas, Montana. So I was able to go to a lot of them states during my junior college travel. On my own, I just went to LA, you know, all the popular places, New York, but I also went to a lot of small towns during my junior college time. Um, overseas, I, I went to Europe, the Netherlands, all throughout Europe. Not just, I went to London. I went to a lot of places overseas, just a lot of places. And I went to Canada too. So I just, there's a lot of places I went to. Just so many. It's too many tonight. <laughs> it's way too many tonight. So let me let me ask you this: favorite American stateside food, which I I think I know what you're gonna say. Dish favorite American stateside dish and favorite overseas dish. Oh, that. <laughs> that, that that's so that's so, favorite favorite dish. I'm gonna have to say and. Richmond, I'm going to say for Richmond. I'm going to pick Richmond. Yeah. Man, I don't want these restaurants, man. <laughs> no, but that's hard. That's hard. That ain't going to get bad. If I, one of my favorite dishes um, is a, a small barbecue spot called Original Ronnie's. They, they ribs to me are just amazing. Like, they've been featured on, like, Food Network and all that, but their ribs is just the best to me. So, I eat there a lot of Richmond. That's one of my favorite. There's so many. I got a lot of Richmond restaurants I like in dishes, but that's, like, one I always go to. Okay. You ever heard of a, a stroop waffle? A what waffle? A stroop waffle. Oh no. What's that? A stroop waffle, that's like a caramel center like waffle cone type of dessert. Mm. And in the Netherlands, they make them like fresh from scratch on the streets. And that's the most amazing thing. You can't really get that in the United States. You have to go to the Netherlands to get that. So that's one of my favorite. This is like outside of the, the United States overseas that I like. All right. So you've encouraged us all to go to the Netherlands. We'll let you know when we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to. Yeah. So give us the places we can, you know, check out when we go over there. You have to, you have to put that on your bucket list. A awesome. waffle fresh from the Netherlands. Trust me. Okay. We trust you. We're going to head on over there. <laughs> You mentioned your fiance shortly ago, and part of what we discuss on this show are the people who support us in our endeavors. Tell us a little bit about how, I believe she's your wife at this time, but how did that discussion go when you said, you know, you wanted to put more time and effort into Tall Travel Eats, and what kind of support helped you grow your brand? Um, Her support was was major for me because... At the beginning, um, she a scientist and a flavorist. So 
she like eat out just as much as me before a different purpose. She like it because she want to see how I smell, what components are made up of it. So her her purpose of going to eat is kind of different than mine, but she's just been supporting me from day one at the beginning. Before, like, her job just got way too, like, too much. She used to, she helped me with the basis of the brand as far as if I had ideas, I'd run it off her. Um, she'd just see different events and just ask me, um, that'd be a good opportunity, just things like that. Mm-hmm. But once she went high up in her corporate job, it just, I had to just really just lock in on the brand because she just got way too busy in her, her corporate job. Right. So let's flip back to when we were speaking about COVID and pivoting. Tell us what that pivot looked like for you once COVID shut things down and traveling was not a part of your ability, you know, the things that you were able to do that's part of your brand. Yeah, once COVID shut down, like I said, I was unable to travel. I just didn't feel comfortable at the time. So like I said, I canceled everything. And I was looking at TV, looking at the news, and I seen the amount of restaurants that was closing, not just in my hometown, Richmond, but over the world and the United States. So I, I just thought to myself, how could I help? So I decided to just kind of rebrand my brand, like keep it travel, but I wanted to focus more on the food instead of the travel. So I put the food before the travel. And I went around. It was a lot of questions like what it's like to go out in the height of the pandemic to go take out food with restaurants with opening. So I wanted to give back to my community. So what I did is I found restaurants that would said they wasn't closing during the pandemic. I went out, got food and was marketing them, small business, small restaurants. I went and filmed myself getting takeout because just people didn't know how the process went. So when they came to Tall Travis, they seen what restaurants was open in Richmond, how the process worked and that was really big for my brand because it, it got me like local media attention because I was like the first in the city doing them type of thing. Mm. But I wanted to do it more or less to give back to the, the community. That's awesome. I appreciate the fact that you put the community first and wanting to give back and give exposure to the people in your hometown, especially during this time. I'm sure they appreciated the attention that you brought to their to their businesses during this time. So we're getting close to the end of the interview for this episode. I wanted to ask you to give my listeners and my viewers three pointers or three nuggets of wisdom for anyone who is thinking about, you know, because everyone's on social media, you know, everyone has an Instagram, but what would be three nuggets of wisdom that you would like to impart on anyone who is thinking about trying to move into monetization of their online social media presence? I would say um, have a vision first. Like, start with a vision. Don't just jump in there. Start with a vision. I would say do your research on the type of monetization you can get, like affiliate marketing, collab. Just do your research first so you can know what's a good deal, what's not a good deal. And third, just have confidence in yourself um, and know you can do it. And that's the most important. You got to have confidence because there's so many people on social media, Instagram, all these platforms. You just have to have confidence in yourself that you can get out here and make your brand successful. And that's the best um, advice I can give. Have confidence in yourself. Uh, One more thing that you mentioned when we chatted before was make sure you have a website. 
in light of the Instagram and Facebook issue. Speak to that just briefly. Yeah, make sure it, it's important that you have your websites and different things because if social media is shut down, you need something to fall back on. So when social media shut down a couple of weeks ago, so many people were panicking. It was going, but if you got your own website and platform, you can still keep your content going and give it to your audience. So that's very important to have your own website and just because in case something of emergency happened like that, you can continue on going on. You own the rights to that website. You don't really own the rights to those social media platforms. So that's very important. Good point. Very good point. Well, what would be your call to action? I, I know you have merch. You've got your hat on. Yeah. Um, you've got your blog, your website. How can people follow you? How can people keep up with you, buy merch? Tell us where to follow you and what call to action you have today, if any. Um, you can follow me on all platforms at Tall Travel Eats. That's one word. You can go to my website. I have the best places to eat in Richmond, the United States, some overseas city. You can also um, find my merch that I got on the, head, the hoodie. You can find all that on my website. So my website is the best place to go and, and different social media platforms, Tall Travel Eats. Tall Travel Eats. That's talltraveleats.com? Dot com, yes. Talltraveleats.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, Dom, I want to thank you for agreeing to be on the show and sharing some real nuggets of wisdom as it relates to social media. Like I said, everyone's on there, but not everyone is able to monetize it. So thanks again for being on the show, Dom. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, yes. And so I just want to make sure and encourage everyone, follow Dom see what he's doing, what he's up to, because I'm sure he's got some great recommendations, whether, you know, we're getting back into traveling, people are starting to travel overseas, go on cruises. So check out Tall Travel Eats to find out some of the best places to go and eat. We're definitely going to have to check out that spot in Netherlands. You can find all of the information that Dom mentioned in the show notes at philanisenashexperience.com. We are also filming this for the YouTube channel, Philanise Nash Experience podcast YouTube channel. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. It's Philanise Nash or Philanise Nash Experience. And I just want to encourage everyone to stay safe, you know, stay masked up. If you can get that vaccine, go ahead and get that so we can continue to be around one another and to travel. So everyone stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace.